Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, August 27th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Lunk Staking Q&A, hosted by Lunk Dow. Let's take a listen. Yeah, just to, to kind of outline the space, we'll do maybe a quick introduction to what's happened the last day, the last 24 hours, and then I think we'll give a chance for any validators to introduce themselves, who they are, you know, what their history is, what they see as being the future for Lunk as being, and then we'll head straight into a Q&A. Thank you. Do you want to come and speak? I think he's doing what I do best, which is to listen carefully at the moment. Oh, no, he's got it. He's got it. He, he complained oh. earlier that, that we didn't call him sexy. And, uh, and the reason is he doesn't follow us on Twitter. Oh, we can change that. Well, I don't even know. Uh, let, me, let me change that. We took it personally. That's okay. I think if you don't take stuff personally on Twitter, there is uh, no space here for you. <laughs> I think so, too. I think we've all moved in here as like our virtual home. So all these tiny things matter a lot, and we take them very, very personally. Uh, does anybody know the uh, the current uh, staking APR on on uh, Lunk at the moment? Is it still uh, six figure AP, APY uh, percentage? Um, unfortunately, not. I think our latest calculations on a napkin are something around two hundred, two hundred and fifty percent right now. But if you compound that, this is a little trick. If you compound that, it could be a lot more. I think it's in the region of 600 or so. Uh, but yeah, nobody do that because we want to do that and uh, get all the compounding. It's got to do with the number of people staked. So that if you've only got 2 to 3% people staked, you can have this huge APR. So the more people staked, the APR will go down. Does, does anyone know the amount of time remaining on the Oracle rewards? Because I know like the big burns happened um like late november and then of course like in may so i'm not exactly quite sure you know the exact emissions rate of the oracle rewards pool but uh um if i go if i, I did the math on like an 18 month um 18 month time frame and came out to right, right around like that 200 250 mark at current prices of course we have uh edward kim here as well maybe uh you would like to speak edward up to you. And also any validators, anyone who's, uh, who's a validator or maybe planning on starting one in future, come to, to request to speak and we'll allow you to speak. This is Rebel DeFi here. I'm here with my friend Edwin from the Orbital Command. So yeah, it's good to be in a LunkDAO call. Excited to see so many people here because it kind of reminds me of the good old days. And Danku's here as well. Mm. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll assume that's as many people as will join uh, for now. If you're a validator who joins, who's just joined now, a request to speak and we'll allow it. Um, but otherwise, we'll get started, I think. I think, firstly, we just want to say we're amazingly happy with, with the way the staking upgrade went uh, yesterday. Everything went smoothly. There are a few little emergencies near the end, um, but we all managed to fix that. Terror Rebels managed to fix that. 
and it went fantastically well. And the the Terra native, uh, Terra Station native wallet seems to be working. Everything seems to be working fine. Uh, thousands of people have staked yesterday, so it's it's like it's an amazing achievement that everyone has achieved this together. Um, and it also seems to be bringing a huge amount of new life to the chain, right? So for me, it's it's pretty much the the stage at which the phoenix rises from the ashes. It's the first major stage the first major phase to making this functional again. Um, there are some quite interesting statistics. If you look on, uh, if any of you have got TerraStation, uh, you can look on the, the wallet dashboard and you'll see that around 700, sorry, uh, let me have a look now. Yeah, 270,000 wallets have been created in the last 30 days. So that's a huge amount. It's a phenomenal amount. And that means that, that all the people who invested in Lunk who were previously just on exchanges have been moving in towards uh, on-chain wallets, you know, having their their lunk staked here, and and with that, with the rewards that are paid out on those those um, the staking rewards, they'll be able to do things in the ecosystem. So it's a big incentive for people to start to build here, for people to start to learn about the ecosystem, for people to start to interact here, and obviously the the validators are a huge part of that. As a validator, you have a huge responsibility, right? So to run them well, you obviously need experience. You need the right hardware. You need to install everything correctly and run the oracles correctly, a lot of which is quite hard and quite tricky to be taught, um, and also to troubleshoot if there are issues and respond quickly. For instance, you know when, when the, the Lunk crash happened, all the validators needed to respond quickly to hold the chain to make sure there was no, um, no more damage than it was already caused. Um, they're really, I, I guess you call the, the, the validators the foundation of the Lunk ecosystem. They secure the network, they support chain governance. Um, and for instance, it, it's quite easy to have bad validators, people who didn't support uh, the proposals that are in the community's interest and maybe only only uh, opted to support their own interests, like you know the, the latest Rebels proposals. A lot of validators tried to push those through because they realized it was the fair thing to open up staking again, to open up a free market where people could, could move their money where they like, but other ones kind of stayed are quiet. They stayed silent. They didn't help or were actively kind of obstructive. Um, so fortunately, it's it's gone through now. There are a lot of good players here, the people you see up in the stage. Um, but it's very possible to have a network of, of bad validators. And the most important thing is to choose validators who really support the community. Um, I think as well, a few people have asked, like, what happens if you choose a validator and they mess up? The first thing to understand is that there's no risk for your initial funds. They don't have custody of your funds. Like so, if you if you delegate, say, one million lunk to a validator like like us or Danku or Rebel DeFi, uh, Orbital Command or PFC or any of the other people, we don't take custody of your funds. We don't own them. Um, but if a validator messes up, you can definitely lose your rewards. So if they they mess up, if they get jailed or slashed, um, if they don't maintain consensus in the right way, if their hardware goes down or something like that, if they're out busy drinking and doing drugs they can definitely be jailed or slashed. And that means that you stop receiving a proportion of your awards or maybe even all of your awards um, for the portion that the validator is slashed and, and the penalties go up, the, the worse it is. So you have to choose carefully. You have to make sure your validator is engaged and truly is interested in the Lunk community. Um, and maybe some ways to do this would be to look at their, their voting history, to look at their activity, um, how engaged they are on social media and maybe discords like Terror Rebels. And maybe even who is here tonight. Like, I think the only people here tonight are, are the most sexy of all validators, the ones who truly are engaged and, uh, and love the Lunk community. So um, I think maybe what I want to do now is we've talked a lot about Lunk DAO in the past spaces. I think everyone kind of knows what we're about. 
Um, we're about burning. We're about education. We're about building. Um, they know our history. They've seen us for the last three months. But I think a lot of the the new Lung community, who are quite largely retail investors, who've um, maybe bought Lunk as a kind of a contrarian bet, an interesting asymmetrical bet in the last three months. They're not too familiar with the, the, the Lunk validators because a lot of us are quite old uh, lunar OGs, you know, old dinosaurs who've been here for a long time, but maybe aren't known too much by the new people. So I think maybe a good thing to do here um, would be to, to just go around and, and maybe introduce who you are, what your past experience is with, with validating and with with the Lunk ecosystem and, and maybe your, your thoughts on the future of Lunk as well. So maybe let's, let's go around one by one, alphabetically. <laughs> um, I think that's uh, you, thank you, first. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you for getting the stage up here. Uh, also by surprise, and now being a sexy validator was great. Um, yeah, I'm uh, Dan Kuar, running a small YouTube channel and this Twitter account, and a few months ago, I decided that it could be an interesting business model to also run a validator instead of running uh, ads or having paid content or a paywall or something like that. And um, that's what I'm doing right now with my partner, Die Capital, because I'm a no-coder. So I search for uh, somebody who can support with what you right now outlined, the technical topics, which for me is very important, running bare metal, uh, caring about uh, what the infrastructure itself is, and that's where I got the support of Die Capital. And right now we are running not only on the Luna Classic chain, but we are running multiple validators right now on nine chains. Next week, hopefully on 10 different ones. And if somebody wants to check that out, you just need to go on dyke.capital slash danko underscore zone. And there uh, you can find all the information. And uh, yeah, it uh, has been a long ride <laughs> since uh, I'm part of the Luna community, which is cool. So thank you, sir. Remember when we were all just hanging out on the very, very early days. I think there was just only Anchor, uh, Anchor Protocol on uh, Anchor and Mirror on uh, on Terra Classic. And uh, I think seeing some of the posts and educational stuff uh, that Thank You posted was uh, like a breath of fresh air, right? Like everyone else was either in text or like there wasn't a lot of media, not a lot of coverage, not a lot of educational content. And, and thank you was really one of the first people who started making like these workflow diagrams and um, with these YouTube videos to really walk people through step-by-step -step on how things work, where the yield comes from and everything like that. So it truly is like the OG of OGs. Mm, for sure. Like the, one of the, the biggest educators in the ecosystem. Um, it, it's a little bit like, you know, when uh, college professors or people start to get a little bit too involved in their subject and they start speaking in jargon and they kind of forget how normal people understand it. Um, the same happens with, with DeFi developers, right? People who are really deep in the ecosystem. And uh, Danku is one of those people who, who kind of translated the quite complex topics, the latest happenings, um, everything in the Lunk ecosystem as it was being built into uh, terms normal people could understand. And that's how he built his following, just being super useful, um, producing uh, free content, helping educate people about the ecosystem. I think uh, kind of half of it is now broken. Maybe it will be repaired in future, um, but half of it kind of still works uh, in a crude way. Um, so what Danku teaches and, and what he's taught in his, his past video still applies to a lot of it. Um, but yeah, his, his spirit was was really educating people about the ecosystem, helping them understand it, helping them interact with it. And uh, he did that super, super well for a long, long time, for about, uh, I think, a year and a half or more. Um, so, yeah, that, that is, that is Danku, um, the, the educator of Lunk, if you like.
um, yeah, maybe a next, I think, uh, Orbital Command. All right. What's up, everyone? I'm Edwin with Orbital Command here today, but Rebel DeFi can go after me as he's part of the team as well. So my role in the Orbital Command is building the community that we have, both helping with Twitter spaces and uh, running our Discord, um, our Telegram community, and then also the announcements channel that we have. Uh, but in general, Orbital Command, we, we take pride in providing education. We have a pretty big team and we all have specific roles like Rebel DeFi. I'm sure you guys have seen him on YouTube and just his threads on Twitter where he's able to provide education on uh, different protocols that are coming up or you know how to find some farms. Like the, the most recent one he did was creating a Terra Station wallet, right? So as you mentioned, LunkDAO, we had a, a bunch of uh, retail investors that were holding Lunk in a sex and they needed to onboard into um, Terra Station to actually be able to take advantage of staking, right? So he was able to do that a few days ago. We have Dr. Doss going who runs our Twitter spaces. So you'll usually hear him talk with different protocols that are building, not just on Terra, but also on other Cosmos chains. Um, like we recently had one with Skip Protocol. We had one with Stride. Um, so he's in charge of that. We have um, John Galt, who does research for us. So he dives deeper into looking at the blockchain and, and just looking at data and, and just providing some analysis uh, for the community um, so they can make you know their own bets uh, on that. And uh, we have Zion, who's in charge more of our communication and infrastructure. Um, so we have a pretty big thing, big team, like I said. Um, and uh, ultimately, though, we want to provide education and provide a, a place where anybody that's interested in, in Lunk or, or, or Luna um, to have access to us, right, to all of us and reach out and feel comfortable and also confident in using the blockchain technology that Terra and Terra Classic provide. So, uh, go ahead, Rebel. Hi, guys. I'd, I'd just like to thank LunkDAO for setting up these spaces that they've been doing recently and um, just show some appreciation for Dan Koo and PFC, who's here. PFC was actually, I think he's one of the real OG validators on the Lunk chain. Um, I saw an interview with him on YouTube last November, um, something called TFI Alpha. So if you've not heard of that, you could search for that and listen to some of his words of wisdom there. Um, Dan Koo himself, he was one of my big inspirations to get into the whole sort of YouTube education thing. I find his videos really inspirational. Um, and I, I think we're kind of in a good place now because, and I'm not just talking about Orbital Command, but I'm talking the Lunk community and the Luna community because for the first couple of months, there was, or there did seem to be a lot of FUD going sort of back and forth. But to be honest, we're, a lot of us are the same people, like PFC, LunkDAO, Danku, Orbital Command, we've got validators on both chains. You know, it's in our interest for both chains to succeed. And I think both chains are we're kind of symbiotic. You know, if, if, if Luna fails, there's a fair chance Lunk could be in trouble and, and vice versa. So I would just urge everyone here to sort of increase the peace, share the love, and um, yeah, let's learn from the people up on the stage. And one final shout out for um, Terra Spaces, who's been recording twitter spaces for months in fact probably over a year by now so yeah check out their website as well terraspaces.org a great educational website
Thank you. Well, what about Shaw? You didn't mention anything about Shaw. What does he do other than being handsome? <laughs> He's the, the sexiest big, the big one in the group. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's yeah, the he, sexy he's... guy, man. He's the sexy guy of all but took him in. You better believe it. I wonder if he's the biggest OG, Shah or PSC. I honestly don't know. When did you guys uh, start validating? I started, uh, it must have been 18 months ago. Um, so, yeah, I've been around for a while. Um, one of the old guys, I think that's what OG stands for, um, or the old guard. Uh, yeah, I've been on for a while. And like Rebel said, um, you know, it's a separate chain. And uh, I'm just looking forward to you guys now being able to self-determine where you want to go. You know, you've got the cheapest fees around and uh, it's a great chain and looking forward to seeing uh, great things. So I'll can continue to support it as long as I can. Yeah, thank you. So everyone here is is really uh, an OG. I think it's uh, what is OG? It's old gangster or something. <laughs> I think it's like yeah, gangster, something like that. I can't original remember. gangster, isn't it? Yeah, original gangster, like the the seventy year old graying kind of guy in the in the hood. That's it. That that's us. I think you've actually described me. I've I've definitely got white hair. Uh, you probably see that on the video that uh, Rebel uh, mentioned. I think I'm not pixelated there. And, and maybe just a, a very tiny introduction to Lunkdown. I think we've covered it in many of the spaces. We kind of um, shield ourselves in, enormously. But um, Lunkdown, our, our mission is to make Lunk thrive again. We're thinking two, five, ten years in the future. Um, that was always our goal. And, and the reason we started Lunkdown is we saw this collapse happen. We saw the, the tremendous loss of wealth. But we also saw the potential, right? So just because you lose a lot of money, just because everyone loses a lot of money, doesn't mean that, that what has been built is, is insignificant or worthless. There was still this ecosystem. There were still validators running. There was still the capacity for um, governance proposals to be executed. There was still this vast ecosystem of apps. And we looked at that and thought, you know, maybe there is still potential to repair that. You know, so long as the validators are running and so long as governance is still working, there's potential, right? And we have this this Oracle rewards pool that is paying out for one and a half, two years. So, so really, the the mission here is to find a kind of a a higher purpose for Lunk, or a, a reason for being, or economic activity in the next year and a half. And that's quite a long time when you combine all of the brain power and say, um, you know, Edwards under here, um, kind of pioneering with uh, Terror Rebels. There's there's so much brain power here. That, that surely we can find some reason for the for the chain to continue existing, right? Surely in a year and a half we can find some kind of um, reason for being, some 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 catalyst, uh, some purpose to ensure there's economic activity on the chain, and that can keep the validators running. And so long as the validators are running, then we're succeeding. So I think there's a long time, um, and I also think if we can achieve what we've achieved so far in three months, then we can certainly achieve a huge amount more in a year, a year and a half. Um, so, so Lunkdao appreciated this early on, and, and that's why we started the whole burning thing. Burning, I think it's misunderstood. A lot of people thought like, oh, we're burning, so the price goes up immediately. <laughs> it's going to be like a very simple thing like that. But for us, like our, our thinking was that the burning was more of a catalyst to the revival of the chain. So, so burning obviously is, is a kind of a fun thing, an interesting thing. It's easy to understand the supply is going down. But what it mainly does is it creates engagement and focus and attention on the chain. And all of that ended up capitalized, right? So, so after we burned for a while, after other people started doing it, we started to see um, communities of builders emerging, people like Terror Rebels. They started to, to think about, you know, how do we actually fix this thing? 
how do we upgrade the code base? How do we start to campaign and fix this and introduce staking and the 1.2% tax and all the other things that, that change the foundation of the chain and help it work again? So, so for us, burning wasn't so much about, about reducing supply in a very direct way, which was obviously small at the time. It was about um, inspiring a community to believe in it again. And a lot of that was, was new people. Um, but, but now it's, it's like it, it's validated our, our vision, our, our dream seeing Terra Rebels uh, passing the, the recent upgrade, passing staking and, and maybe 1.2% tax in September. It's, um, yeah, that, that, that is exactly what we wanted to happen. And that's what we thought were the, the, the fundamental first few things we needed to fix about the chain. And then overall in future, obviously we have the burning thing since we're lunked out, <laughs> like, like our whole kind of brand is about burning. But we're also much like uh, Orbital Command, much like Danku, um, we're, we're planning to, to educate people about the chain. There's been a hell of a lot of new entrants to the chain. A lot of people have bought Lunk on centralized exchanges in the last uh, three months or so, and many, many recently, and they don't know anything at all about Lunk. So to educate them about how it worked, um, how state-of-the-art it is, the whole ecosystem, how big it is, the potentials, everything like that, is, is one of our major missions. And then our second mission is to, to build. Um, we look, we're building an NFT set right now, but in future, we'd like to invest um, maybe our, our, our treasury in building things like an NFT marketplace and, and really bringing volume and bringing people into the chain. Because we have this interesting situation now where, uh, to look at the stats, 274,000 wallets have been created in the last uh, 30 days. And all of those people have moved on chain. So a lot of people are now, have now kind of transplanted themselves, have migrated from centralized exchanges to actually interacting with the Terra blockchain. And that's quite interesting because they'll have, they'll have staking rewards. They'll be able to, to link their wallets to protocols and apps. They'll be able to do things. So there's, a, there's kind of like a, a it, it's, it's a massive catalyst to people who want to build here and, and, uh, and to increase the number of things that the new retail investors who have come here can do. So I think it's like a, a super interesting time. Um, LunkDAO, our overall goal is to obviously help Lunk thrive. And the way we're doing that is basically to burn, uh, to educate people and to build, as well as obviously running a validator and, and making sure that's the, you know, super safe and super community oriented. Um, so, yeah, that, that's us. Um, I think that is everyone, unless anyone is running a validator and wants to come speak uh, or is running one in future, maybe. I think, I don't know if Happy Catty is here, but Happy Catty said that he's going to launch a validator in a few months. Uh, I don't know who's in the space. But yeah, if, if you're running a validator now or you plan to, to run one in future, then you're more than welcome to come speak and introduce yourselves. I think overall, my vision for Lunk is, is for, for the staked Lunk and the Lunk community to, to really be staked and, and focused on people who truly support the chain, the people up here now, and, and obviously a lot of the new people who have emerged, the, the new influencers, Terra Rebels, obviously. Happy Caddy Crypto, everyone else who's, who's emerged as kind of a, a major force and an educational kind of uh, font, then I'd like to see Lunk more or less handed over to those people, the people who are, who are here and supportive and investing their time, their emotion, obviously their money. But yeah, Star Systems, would you like to speak? Yes, thanks for, thank you, Coach. So we are in the plan of running our own validator and we are talking about running it at 0% because our main focus is yes, to support the Terra community, especially on the network, but we're focusing on EVMs and we're focusing on burning 
Luna and Blanc on EVMs at a fixed rate. So we've, I don't want to use the word peg, but we've fixed, we have a fixed exchange rate with our token, our tokens and Lunk. So we have two coins, Moonbase and Meteor. Moonbase is at 1,000 per one, Lunk for Moonbase. And we also have 1 million to one, which is Meteor. And our goal is as these prices move up, people can basically bond at a cheaper rate. People have mentioned that like, this is almost working like a reserve currency, which is our goal. But at the same time, we want to provide basically a validator. We're still in the works of figuring out how it works, but at the same time, like we're 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 here to support the community. We're here to, for everyone. We 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 have the same goal as everyone. And yeah, thanks a lot. Cool. Um, thank you. Anyone else who's uh, maybe starting a validator now, or has had one in the past for a long time, or is wanting to start one in the future? then now is your opportunity to to speak and, and introduce yourselves. I think more than anything, I want to kind of encourage uh, the validators to take on a more kind of personal, um, communicative, communicative, right? Kind of, uh, I don't know, like a lot of the time, the, the, a lot of the time, the reason the validators don't get delegations is because people don't really know them. And that's especially true now, right? Because we've got all these new people um joining the chain all these new retail investors all these wallets created so they don't really know the the people who are actually running it who are mainly the the ogs the gangsters the dinosaurs um you know obviously people up here on the stage uh so so to introduce yourselves to to be human to be accessible is like one of the major things i think and also it's a two-way relationship right so so obviously um we're the people who who know the chain best we're the people who educate we're the people who answer all the questions um so yeah yeah if anyone else would like to to speak if not we'll yeah. learn. and uh if you need help bringing up a validator um you know i'm always around uh to help i can i've definitely helped other other people doing it so um yeah just uh get in a shout uh dm me and we can probably uh get something going hmm yeah so so maybe one of the interesting things about validators is you don't need to necessarily run one yourself uh, you can also get in contact with people who run them for you. Um, so, so they do the technical side and, and help you with everything. And you do the kind of the, the marketing, the, you know, the soulful messaging, the, the investment of the yield and whatever else you do that side. So there are people who can help. I know a lot of people in the, the lung community, they really want to support the chain, but they're not quite sure how to do these technical things. And there are definitely bridges and PFC is one of those bridges. He can help you uh, start up your own validator. If you get in contact with him, so yeah, it's um like I, I definitely like to see the Lunk ecosystem run by Lunk community members and a lot of the new people who've just arrived, not just the old ones like us. Um, and and PFC is kind of a bridge to making that happen. Yeah. Okay. So so we've all introduced ourselves. Um, we're all united in the support of the Lunk blockchain and and being here since nearly the beginning and, and having a, a mission, a kind of objective to make it thrive in future. So, so maybe now we can just move towards um, taking some questions. Um, I'll allow a few people to speak. Make sure you raise your hand before you want to speak and I'll just choose you. And then uh, it's not just Lunk now answering, but it's, it's everyone here, whoever feels like they have the best answer. Maybe you go first, uh, Constantine. Constantine the cat, are you here? 
Okay. Uh, unemployed. Unemployed CEO. <laughs> go ahead. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. How you doing, guys? Um, thanks for having this space. So I'm just uh, wanted to ask a quick question in regards to someone who's right now I'm holding my Terra Classic on on Kraken on a, on my sex and it's all secured, but I, I have a desire to stake with uh, Lunkdao and a few of the other um, validators here today. And just my main question really is around the first step in the process. Um, um, I usually use a ledger. I'm, I'm big on the buy and hold, but uh, I, I would like to start staking uh, Terra Classic and it'd be my first time staking. So I guess my question is, I'm not really keen to using my ledger and linking it with third-party apps. So if I wanted to go another route, just what is the suggested, the most simplest suggested route for a new staker who wants to move their coins from the sex to Terra Station? Ooh, who wants to take this? Rebel, do you want to take this since you have a good resource out there right now? Thanks very much, Jimmy. Um, hi there, Woke. Yeah, I mean... I've, I've there's I mean lots of people have done little videos about how to set up the Terra Station wallet. Okay. I mean, and there are lots of other different wallets you could use, but a personal favorite of mine is the Terra Station wallet. Works with Luna or Terra 2.0 chain and Terra Classic as well. Um, so yeah, I mean maybe the Lunkdao can share that tweet, or if I can find it, I could maybe add it to this space it's just a, it's a real short install um you can add it to like a chrome extension or you can just add it on your phone and, and then, it acts as its I own wallet was, not needing metamask or ledger or do you need one of those first before i can use no no so it's it's well i mean you can kind of think of it akin to metamask it's not metamask it's like it's for both terra chains oh awesome and yeah and, so it's just a little yeah, and it actually works with Ledger too. Just mm -hmm. be careful when you uh, grab it. Uh, a lot of people uh, get caught by scammers when they do Google searches uh, for the bad wallets. So just just be careful when you install the wallet to make sure it's the proper one. Okay. Yeah, I'll look for a tutorial on that. Uh, Who did you say had that? Oh, here it is. It's uh, at the top. No, I got think. it. It's Thank at the top. You. I bookmark it. I appreciate it. But yeah, I, I don't know too much about Ledger, but, but certainly um, Terabytes is another validator. Uh, said a few days ago that you can directly connect it. Um, and obviously, what you said, if you're a long-term holder, then staking makes sense, right? So so I think the, the APRs right now are something like 200% per year. But if you compound that, then it can be significantly more in, in the 500% range. So, I mean, if you want to hold long-term and increase your stack, then it makes sense. Okay, great. I'll look into it. I just got like a bunch of friend requests. I, I take it as some scammers, but um, I will follow that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. And they're then, very and, persistent. Uh, but I will follow that. I'm pretty keen with the tech stuff. I'm not a I'm not a fool when it comes to this. So I will make sure I do my research. But I appreciate mm. it. Definitely. Be I mean, careful. the be other careful. alternative that right. people haven't really talked about is something called Restaker. Um, but you need to have a different wallet. You need to use a Kepler wallet for that. And uh, the validator has to support it. And that will auto compound stuff. But again, that won't work with a hardware wallet. It will just work with a regular one. Okay, but yeah. um, there are different options. Uh, Restaker.app, it is, but you need the Kepler wallet, and that's a pain in the neck to actually um, to install and to use. But uh, yeah, there's other options out there. I'll look into it. Thanks, guys. Mm, and, and definitely for everyone here, be careful. 
about like connecting to the wrong terror station and stuff. I had a, a friend of mine who uh, he was actually quite experienced in crypto. He'd, he'd, he'd obviously like traded on centralized exchanges for a long time, but he ended up um, connecting to uh, the wrong terror station wallet and and lost like a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Like just, <laughs> it was quite funny actually because it happened just before the death spiral. It happened in like uh, April or something. He lost a hundred thousand dollars. It just got completely drained out of his wallet because he, he he connected accidentally to one of these these cloned sites that mimics the same thing as as Terra Station and looks almost exactly the same with a small little tweak in the URL. So it was funny because he lost all this money, but then obviously everyone else lost it. Wow. Oh. Yeah, just disconnected him. Yeah, he lost all this money, but then obviously everyone else lost it like two weeks later. So it was a, a funny series of conversations where he's like, "Fuck, man, I've lost." I've lost a hundred thousand. How could this happen? And then I was like, "Oh shit, sorry, man. Like, I'm sorry this happened. Like, you know, every, we're trying to reassure him." And then obviously everyone else lost all of their money as well. So yeah, just accepting more people. Go ahead, uh, Tabby, if you can hear us. Tabby H seven, are you here? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. Know. I just wanted to ask: um, Will you be putting something in place where we? Can you? Sorry, can you, sorry, can you bring your? Bring your mouth closer to the microphone. You can't hide you. Okay, uh, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, I just wanted to know whether yourself worked out whether you're um, you're able to implement something that will allow us to compound through you because I'm I've delegated with you, and I just wanted to know whether that would be possible. And also, uh, another question was: the USTC is currently showing the wrong price because it's showing obviously that it's worth more than it actually is. Will that be corrected on Terrastation? Yeah, in terms of the errors and USTC and everything else, like it's just because it's like just broken right now. Um, hopefully, it'll be updated. But right now, like I wouldn't trust the the, the basically the dollar value displays. They're all kind of false. Um, it's displaying all kinds of silly things like. USTC is sometimes in USTC value and sometimes it's in, in USD value, the, like the real live price. So that's really, really confusing. Um, and maybe, uh, Jimmy, do you have any thoughts about the, the auto compounding thing? Yeah, I think um, PC kind of mentioned one, but it, it requires people to start to dip their toes into the cosmos, which might be a little bit overwhelming uh, initially, but there are some... Um, our compounding tools out there uh, in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, other than that, like before the crash, we had a bunch of liquid staking services on Terra that enabled um, uh, essentially auto compounding of your rewards. So we had, I don't know, we had Stater, we had, uh, uh, well, Prism wasn't auto compounding, but um, we had stake as well as uh, I think there might have been one more. We had staked Luna as well, but um, yeah, this time we have to kind of revisit and, and see if those things are still operational. I know like PFC has kind of taken over stake and stakehouse and have kind of uh, deployed it in other places across the cosmos, but um, the the uh, the deployment on Terra Classic was in Larry's hand, and I think like. The last time I saw the the website was down, but the contract should still live uh, on, on the blockchain somewhere. Mm. Can I can yeah, I just okay. well can I just interrupt and Jimmy? Maybe uh, a good thing to do now would be just introduce what Cosmos is, because I think like ninety nine percent of people here maybe don't understand what it is. They've just come directly from uh, centralized exchanges to to Luna to Lunk. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you want to do that. That'd be good, I think. 
Yeah, I think just like real briefly and real generally, um, Terra Classic, the new Terra, they've all they're all built on a technology um, platform built from um, what would you consider like the Cosmos SDK. And there's a lot of modularity and a lot of tools available for folks to essentially start up your own blockchain. Right, like Doquan had the vision that oh man, I wanted to do this, uh, you know, UST Luna stable algorithmic stable coin decentralized money, but um, Ethereum and all the other current L1s, you know, two years ago didn't exactly quite have what he needed. So he relied on the Cosmos SDK to essentially uh, customize all the all the extra modules from for Terra Classic that enabled you know, enable the ecosystem over the last couple of years or so. Um, and so not only has Terra, uh, Terra 2.0 and, and Terra Classic been built on the Cosmos ecosystem, but there have been many, many other chains. Um, some notable ones are um, Osmosis, which has its own DEX. Um, and then there are some pretty big ones out there that people don't really know too much that uh, Crypto.com, their, their own Kronos chain, which is EVM compatible, is built on top of the Cosmos uh, ecosystem. And I think they have over a billion in, in TVL right now, right? I think they're probably one of the biggest chains that are built on the Cosmos ecosystem. And there's many, many, many others, but um, there are other wallets and other uh, tools that essentially enable you to go from Terra to all these other Cosmos chains to explore this vast world of DeFi that um, is way different than what you experience on a centralized exchange. And just to sort of add to what Jimmy's saying, I mean, it, it, it breaks my heart what's happened to Terra Classic Chain because all these DApps that we've been using or people who were using them before the crash I mean, it was so much fun. Um, I'm just having a little look at this the app that Jimmy was mentioning, Stader, which actually auto compounds or, or used to auto compound Luna for us. But at the moment, it doesn't seem like it's we're able to use it. Um, but without sort of giving any financial advice, if you've got a Terra Station wallet and if you've started staking some Luna or Lunk, sorry. Just having a look at some old Danku videos or maybe some of my old videos, just seeing what the dApps that might be still operational are and just going and checking them out, see if they are working, try and work out what they're all about. And it's just such a nice user experience if they're working um, and a great place to learn about DeFi. And then, as Jimmy was saying, possibly go and try some of the other chains in the Cosmos because this game of DeFi is so much fun. For sure. So I think many people here have just kind of come from uh, exchanges for the first time, but we are part of this huge family, the Cosmos family of, of blockchains. And there is, even within the, the Lunk ecosystem, there is so, so much stuff to explore and, and learn about. And um, obviously some of it is kind of like broken due to the crash, but, but there is still a, a huge amount of things that are very, very interesting. Um, basically, the, the Lunk ecosystem is like a, a quick education on all of DeFi. Um, yeah. So let's just accept some more people. Yeah, just on that, uh, on the stake thing, it should work fairly easily. It's just a matter of uh, changing the validator set that it that it reports to. So I can talk to Larry about it and um, see if we can get the website back up again if people are interested. If I've just invited you up, please, can you just raise your hands if you want to speak and then I'll, I'll choose among you. Um, yeah, Grin Spicket, go ahead. Thank you. I, I have a question that... It might be good for 
the people here to understand, and we certainly have the right people to talk about it here. So my question is, with the upcoming 1.2% burn tax, at what points in the chain utilization will the tax take place? Like, what is a taxable event and what exactly is being taxed? And my secondary question is, um, do you expect that this will slow down utilization of the chain because it's more costly? So, is, and is your opinion as a validator and OG, uh, thirdly, that the 1.2% burn task, uh, tax will be a net benefit or could it actually be a deficit to Luna Classic? So three questions, but Trifecta, I hope you remember them. How does the 1.2% burn tax apply? Uh, and will it slow down the usage of the chain? Is, is it a net plus or a net negative? Mm, before anyone answers, I just want to invite uh, Edward up, Edward Kim, if he's, if he's around and listening. Um, you might know more than all of us together. Um, you might have thought it through. But yeah, if anyone else wants to, to comment on that, go ahead. I'll take a step if no one else wants to. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so basically the tax is, uh, every time you do a transaction, part of the transaction fee is uh, basically put into what they call tax. And uh, it's, a, it's a cost of the, it's a transaction fee. So is that going to stop people using it? Probably not, um, mainly because the fees are really cheap on Lunk anyway, compared to Luna or compared to anything else. So, you know, if it costs you less than a cent to do a transaction, do you really care if half that cent is going on tax versus a quarter? So I'm not sure there's that part. So those parts. So that's probably the the straightforward answer. And again, I'm old, so I forgot the the third part of your question. But hopefully, that answers the first two. Okay. So that well, that that sort of answers me. But so right now, there is already a fee on every transaction. And so, will that fee be increasing by how much? Is it one point two percent of the amount being transacted? Is it one point two percent of what the original fee was like, where does that 1.2% come uh, out of? It's a transaction fee based on the uh, smart contract usage. It's not about the amount you transfer as far as I'm aware. So if you, chain, if you, tra if you transfer it. Uh, just, I've just noticed that, that Edward Kim is, is now requested to speak and he is a part oh. of terror who are behind this, this uh, proposal. So yeah, let him, let him uh, correct me. If you're here. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, this is my first time on Twitter Spaces, so I didn't know how to use my microphone. I have to go on my my cell phone here. Um, it it still goes by your mouth. What what's that? Don't even put the microphone next to your ear. Even though it's a Terra space, the microphone goes by your mouth and not your anus. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you fine. Go ahead. We can hear you fine. Okay. All right. Um, I think the question was about the 1.2% tax. Um, so I guess maybe you you OGs should know about the stability tax that was uh, used to be on uh, UST. And so uh, we essentially just reworked the stability tax for, for LUNC. Um, uh, so basically like message sends, message executes, uh, which are, sends are just like sending from wallet to wallet, executes are the smart contracts. Uh, those are the those are the types of um, transactions that will be taxed, and it does actually look at the amount that you're sending. So the amount, uh, uh, whatever the amount is, it's going to be added to the gas required 
to send that that transaction and then that's immediately burned um it's again it's it's uh it's not it's it's dormant in the code right now uh it will require the community to to vote uh to put to put forth the governance vote and uh, approve a parameter change for those tax to go into effect so I think there there will be a lot of discussion on Agora forums as to the pros and the cons of something like this. But I think going, going back. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead. plain 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 English, just plain English. <laughs> if I'm sending a yes. hundred lunk, yes. will I be taxed one point two lunk? Yes, one point two plus existing oh. gas. Yes, plus existing gas. Okay. So that, I think that's just important for people to understand as we move forward. I like the idea of burning down the supply, um, but I personally like the idea of a functional and useful chain better. Absolutely. Although meme power, meme power has helped to revitalize the chain and, the, and give it the attention that it is. It brought in 300,000 wallets. It's incredible. There's probably more lunk holders now than there ever were before. The, the rate of adoption is much stronger now that we're terribly notorious as a failure. So how do we capitalize that and bring commerce and trust back on board? 1.2% of each and every transaction going to burn. I mean, it still might be better than an Ethereum fee, but it's it's not a small amount of money when you're swapping in an additional 1.2% um, is used because you're just a transaction on the chain. And there's very poor incentive for the centralized exchanges to adopt this as well, because it slows down commerce and swapping on their chain. It's gonna make it more expensive for people to buy and swap lunk, especially for short-term transactions. So I think there, there's mean power on the one side and then the other side might be, I mean, taxes don't generally increase commerce. And so I was wondering, Thank you for clarifying. This might be the most plain English explanation that I've heard about the 1.2% tax and how it would apply. Thank you very much. Mm, thank you. Um, what What are your own thoughts about the the 1.2% the tax, Edward? I know it was kind of a popular thing because it means that the supply is going down or something, but obviously you have the the downside of maybe it de-incentivizes economic activity um, and, and trading. Like, What are your own personal thoughts about the, the wisdom, um, the, the rightness of doing that, Edward? Uh, yeah, so I think, right, I, there's there's definitely two sides of the coin here. Um, I I think, like, like, that, like you said before, I think this, the burn tax is more of like a symbolic gesture, um, uh, sort of to bring the community together around deflationary uh, procedure. Um, when it comes to like, I, I mean, I remember I was transacting on on Ethereum, and I was like, the, the gas fees are so high. I was like, why? Why would I do this? And so I moved to you know other other types of crypto uh, just because the gas fees are too too high, and I I don't want that to happen in in Lunk, um, which is I think why we didn't exactly follow the original text proposal that was put out by by Vegas. Uh, we made it much more flexible, right? So. It's a parameter proposal at any time. Uh, if the community believes that that this should this isn't the right way to go, then you know put it into a governance vote. In seven days, you can bring it back to zero, right? So, um, I think uh, I think it's more flexible than people um, realize. And then also, I think you know it doesn't have to be one point two burned. It can be one. 1.1 burned and 0.1 goes to the validators or something, right? To or to the delegators. I mean, so I think it's, I think there are um, 
it, there's definitely a discussion that needs to be had around it. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. And that's kind of the magic of it, though, is that you can see what happens and the community can change it. It's only when you start to ask uh, Binance to commit to it that it starts to get sticky to reverse course. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's one of the awesome things about blockchains in general, right? So, say within politics or something, you elect an official and they're there for four years. But in blockchains, you can afford to have experiments. Like, let's say we implement the one point two percent tax and it just goes terribly. We can instantly uh, start a proposal to just eliminate it and start again. It's it's like one of the beautiful things. Like that you have you have a kind of a you have the allowance to have a trial and error process. So I, I think there are lots of things we can do. Um, and, and we can we can afford to experiment to some level and, and fine tweak it through those experiments. Thank you yeah. for your time, gentlemen. I think I think it was an interesting question. I mean, I, I quite like the idea, not necessarily of 1.2%, but just of, of a token value um, going to burn because it, it seems like from some of the discourse I've seen on Twitter, like, Everyone wants lunk to burn, but not their own lunk. So just having like a, a percentage across the board, see how it goes, see if people so, are happy with it, and then everyone's so, burning. Sorry. So what we're doing is because EVMs don't have their own burn mechanism, yes, you can bridge it over and burn. And you do this by minting our token. So you deposit, you mint the equal, well, a fixed rate supply, we burn 30% and we put the other 70% in a vault to give to LP stakers as dividends. I've been in this world for a while and I understood about 40% of what you said. What parts didn't you understand? I think if you're going to get the everyman interested in your project and not just people already familiar with like meme coins, like odd burn mechanics and so on, is you first have to explain what EVM is. You have to explain how that comes into the relationship with the Terra chain. Um, wh what an LP is, it, it gets really sticky. I think you could, you could benefit just as it's an interesting project. I think you could benefit from somebody to help interpret for the masses. Hold on. Can I just interrupt here? So uh, PFC has messaged me saying he's got to go goodbye. Um, I just want to show him one last time. PFC is one of the, the OGs, the real gangster validators. He's somebody who supported us all the way through. He's been engaged with us 24-7 with Lunkdao. Um, he is a, a wonderfully beautiful human being, although he's very old. He's, I think he's 75 years old. Uh, he is still still beautiful despite that. He has wrinkle-free skin. Um, whenever we've had a problem, any, any kind of problem running the validators, he's always been there to help us. He is a beautiful person. Uh, PFC, do you have any last words before you disconnect? Thanks, mate. It's past my bedtime, so uh, I'm just going to go and curl in for my regular 13 hours worth of sleep and uh, wake up at 3 a.m. like all the old people do. So, cheerio. Beautiful, beautiful. Get your beauty sleep. Hey, guys. Uh, Orbital Command here. We got to head out as well, but it's been a pleasure having you know the community just uh, come here together and hear some questions, and if anybody needs help with anything, feel free to reach out to us, Orbital Command, join our Discord or anything like that, uh, or DM us, and we'll be here to help out. But um, yeah, we're excited to see how everything moves forward with uh, Terra Classic. Then thank you, Longtow. Thanks for your time, guys. Loved being here. Cool. And thanks, thanks everyone for, for joining us. Yep. Any next questions? Go ahead. I'll invite some of you up. Go ahead, uh, Yitawi. 
that's your name well hello guys i'm not my turn Sorry, to speak guys, i haven't been brought onto stage I'll go after but you, i Eddie. i just want to let you thank you oh go ahead no you go it's your turn i was just letting a moment of silence i was going to let people know yeah, i was yeah. ready to speak i don't know if got invited in and missed it thank go you ahead uh, go ahead you tell you tell me and then we'll go to Eddie afterwards all right. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you for hosting this. Uh, I think this is much needed conversation. Uh, I just have uh, f uh, a couple of questions. Uh, I know you guys are uh, focusing on uh, lunacy, uh, but I, 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 I want to know what's going on with uh, Rap Luna and how everything kind of plays out for uh, Rap Luna. And uh, also, my other question is, I know that you can unwrap uh rap luna uh to uh luna c now but you can't uh uh change it back um so how does that gonna play out in terms of the circulating supply is, is it is it gonna decrease only the rap luna while increasing luna c when you unwrap it uh, how does that kind of work out i i just want to get uh you know a a, a clear understanding on how that kind of plays out thank you yeah so i can kind of take this one well when you see a rap luna you you have rap luna on ethereum or coinbase or or where, where do you have your rap luna well so i do have uh my rap luna on coinbase okay okay, okay. so i'm pretty much in prison <laughs> yeah uh, on coinbase so they've pretty much stopped supporting uh terra and uh terra tupino and, and classic as well so I'm not exactly, I don't have any Rap Luna on there myself, but I'm not exactly quite sure um, how you can get out of it other than like perhaps maybe swapping to USD and, and, and getting uh, getting to the Terra ecosystem some other way. But from, from what I understand, um, the way that Rap Luna exists initially was, um, so the Luna is native on Terra Classic, right? And uh, Terraform Labs had a shuttle service, uh, which was essentially a bridge um, where they would hold custody of your Luna on, on, on Terra, and then they would be able to mint you this wrapped Luna on the Ethereum side. And this wrapped Luna was essentially what Coinbase was supporting and allowing folks to, to trade on, on their centralized exchange. Um, and ever since the collapse, I believe some of these, you know, these bridge and tollways have kind of closed. And I believe that shuttle is also, the shuttle bridge is also being uh, sunset it as well. I don't know exactly when it is, um, but once that happens, I, I really believe that uh, all that wrapped Luna on Ethereum is going to be is going to be locked. So essentially, um, whatever Luna is left inside the shuttle bridge would would be uh, taken out of circulating supply, or whoever's doing those calculations should remove um, those Lunas from their circulating supply calculations. I just um, accepted about five people to speak please put your hands up if you want to speak and then we'll choose one of them yeah let's uh let's have, let's Thanks, have Jimmy. give a give a quick uh introduction he's also uh, a validator on uh multiple chains as well and uh yeah i know he's been around for quite some time and maybe a lot of people might not know who he is or or what he does over at fresh luna Oh, hey guys, thanks for letting me in here i uh been listening to this since the beginning but i didn't have a chance to I think you just broke up, Eddie. But go ahead. Do your question. I think we lost him. Eddie, you here? Uh, if you are, we'll we'll give you five seconds and then we'll move on. Nope. I think we lost him. 
Uh, crypto node, go ahead. Hello? Oh, can I'll you hear back. me now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Eddie. So the, the reason for me not speaking earlier was because I'm setting up a new phone that just came in the mail today and you cannot do a request to speak from the laptop. So thank you guys for hosting this space. Uh, I am very, very impressed with the professionalism and the diligence of the team had uh, spearheading this effort. Thank you so much for all you guys have done to revive this chain. We uh, all have so much passion for, including uh, some uh, of us. Oh, dear. Eddie, I don't know if you can hear us still, but you've just had like many interruptions to your, your microphone. Uh, so go ahead, Crypto Nerd, and maybe Eddie can fix that in the background. Okay, okay. Is it better now? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but just maybe try and ask a question quickly, and then we can answer it without um, yeah. connecting or anything. Sorry about that. So the question is to, I have to you guys is um, just to introduce us real quick. We've been in, validating since 2018. We do over 16 chains. We're doing on Terra 1 since uh, mid-2019. But the question is, I was very interested to hear the, 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 the aspect that, it, that we should be in harmony with uh, Terra 2, and that it's uh, for obvious reasons we should be in harmony with them. I'm more interested in what, what, are, what are the fronts we would be able to work together or build something together or find the synergy to to have that relationship besides just being at peace with them uh, what are the the, the fronts on on that any thoughts anyone <laughs> i think i think one of the interesting things to note is that the the new lunk community and the lunar community are separate people so there's no real trade-off right so so one of the interesting things about running uh running the lunk DAO validators is that um, almost none of the new Lunk investors actually staked Luna or even had Luna. Um, I think it was less than less than something like five percent. So it, it's quite an interesting situation where the the old community has migrated to Luna too, but um, the the new people who are interested in, in Lunk are mainly new retail investors uh, from from centralized exchanges who saw it as kind of like a, a contrarian bet. So it's it, it's yeah, I, I think it's an interesting situation where there's no real there's no real trade off because they are simply separate communities, um, and, and therefore there's there's potential to work together because there's no like the, there's no trade off there's no sense of um, you know we're splitting the total amount of capital between two chains no we're not they're they're just simply separate communities and I think if they if they um, develop very separate identities different very separate. Uh, uh, purposes, reasons for being, then we can do successfully. Um, I think the the new chain is 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 probably going to be more focused on NFTs and and the social side of communities and stuff like that. So so long as uh, the Lunk community finds a kind of a different reason for being, I think there's there's definitely a lot of harmony that can be created. I don't know if you have any thoughts, uh, Jimmy or Edward. Yeah, I'd say like right now on the on the new Terra two point I mean. A lot of people are building, a lot of people received, you know, emergency builder allocations. And um, we see that TFL is focusing on, on gaming. And I think from one of the latest terabytes kind of videos, it kind of showed some of their LinkedIn job postings and, and it kind of gives you an idea of like where they're spending their money and, and what kind of um, expertise they want on their team. Right. Um, but with Terra Classic, you know, we already have a bunch of DeFi related protocols, uh, plenty of DEXs, money markets. Um, we had our fair share of NFTs and, and various meme coins as well. And 
But I think the thing that stands out uh, on, on Terra Classic is we essentially uh, inherited all of the infrastructure um, from TFL, right? And all the things that just work, and it's just nice to have. Um, we still have all of those, and uh, we, we were lucky enough that you know they continue to support us in this way, and they upgraded to the the new version as well. Um, but it really gives us, uh, I think, I think a head start when it comes to you know building on top of uh, building on top of a chain. So um, exactly what kind of synergies there might be, it's hard to say at this moment because um, yeah, like. We have we have all of our IBC channels closed at the moment, and and we do we need to do a little bit more work before we can uh, open them up and play with the rest of the cosmos. Um, so we don't really have to just stick with synergies with Terra 2.0. But uh, what about the synergies for all the other cosmos chains as well? Yeah, and maybe if I could add to that, I think I think while the communities, um, I mean, with the long community, it's definitely uh, much much newer. But I think. From my conversations with people, it includes both the the new people and the old people uh, that that some of them have moved to to Luna too. But um, I think Lunk still has a very strong following of the of the old um, investors, and I think the vision of Lunk is still the same. Right? I think we're you know, we we reestablish governance and, and staking and delegation, but ultimately, I think the connection to UST was one of the most unique features of of the Terra ecosystem. And I mean, it's a monumental effort, but we're we have to try to to get that back, get it get the stable coin stable somehow. Um, there's a lot of much smarter people working on this than, than me. And so I hope that, you know, moving forward with the community, with lots of voices, we can, we can figure this out together. Hi. Hello, guy. Anyone know why dropped B Luna last night, 10X? Wait, can you ask that one more time? B Luna last night dropped 10X in the Astroport swap. Ah uh, yeah 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 okay so um so a, a popular strategy um over the last year and a half or so was around arbitraging the liquid staking tokens. Uh, for those that don't know what Luna is, it was essentially a version of uh, a liquid staked Luna that you could use as collateral to essentially um, uh, use on Anchor to to uh, borrow UST with, um, and the liquid version, Biluna, always traded a little bit below parity because, uh, you know, because there's a 21-day wait. Um, would you rather wait 21 days to unstake your Biluna and get back your Luna? Or would you rather just sell it right away and maybe get like 2 or 3% off? Um, and that was a really popular strategy, but it only worked if, you know, you could actually stake and unstake your Biluna. And of course, there's not only Luna, right? There's like C Luna, there's Stakes Luna, there's uh, the stake token itself, and Luna X, and all these other liquid staking derivatives. Um, well, when staking got um, frozen on on Terra Classic back in May, um, those those tokens just went wild in price. Nobody wanted, um, yeah, just like no nobody wanted uh, tokens anymore. The the liquidity just uh, dried up, and I think Luna 
perhaps a couple of days ago was trading at 22 Luna, uh, which was like pretty unheard of. Um, so right when staking and unstaking was enabled again, um, the arbitragers came in and closed all of the ARBs. So now you can see that Luna is trading almost at parity again um, yeah. with Classic. And then um, uh, same thing with C Luna. Um, but those are the, I think those are the only two that are operational. Um, the other ones like stake, I think the front end is messed up or maybe uh, Larry had to shut down the contracts. Um, and Luna X is also not working at the moment because you'll see Luna X is trading at like 100. Uh, I think you can like, if you could do the ARB, you would get like, you could put in one Luna Classic and you could get out like 100. Sorry, you can put in one Luna X and you can get out like 100 Luna Classic. Obviously, that doesn't work anymore. So yeah, that, that's the reason why some of these liquid staking tokens have dropped in price. Thank you very much. Cool, thank you. Um, anyone else? Go ahead. Uh, Rob, I think maybe. Uh, I had kind of two quick questions. Um, I was trying to re-move around some of my delegations just to make voting power, I guess, more even among people. And I noticed for some validators, I wasn't able to basically move my funds afterwards and I'd get the message failed to execute uh, index zero too few, too, too few tokens to redelegate. But I mean, I'm talking a million, like there were millions I was trying to redelegate, get it one go through. Do you have any advice on that? That was happening with uh, terabytes and both locked down. I haven't run into that issue myself. Um, I know like one, one other issue that has been, has been coming up was um, in the past, a lot of protocols wanted to use uh, UST as the default gas token. So if you didn't have any UST in your wallet, it would get mad at you. Um, so I'm not sure if it's because uh, you don't have, you know, you're, you're trying to move too little and it's like reading that wrong, or maybe it's because um, there's an issue with uh, the gas calculations and what, what gas unit they're trying to use. Um, but I haven't run into that issue personally myself just yet. Yeah, I don't know if Edward, you've heard uh, some um, notes from the community on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen some messages too, and I, I also haven't been able to run into that issue maybe because, I mean, that UST thing makes sense. Maybe maybe just because I have UST, it's able to pull the right prices or something like that. Um, I think, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look into it, uh, but but I haven't run into it. So. I don't have a ton of UST, but I mean, couple hundred so i would think that's fine um ed would it help if i took a screenshot of the message and sent it to you uh i i, I think in our discord there's quite a few screenshots of, of this problem uh so I, I think it should be okay have you tried like the station website station Terramani website some okay. some people say that helps but i don't know uh, that's awesome i've not tried the website i'd use the desktop app and mobile app and both of those okay. got the message um, and I'm not taking up a lot of time, but one last thing. Has anyone else noticed that somehow all nodes hit 20.4% in terms of power? Yeah, so, so that, that's, okay, so in the, um, in the code, we have that 20% block for the, for the BFT attack. The only way that someone could get above 20% is if, uh, let's say, you know, all nodes had 20 out of 100, and then all of a sudden someone dropped some some other validator dropped because they got jailed, they missed some some votes or something like that. 
uh, the total the the total voting power then goes from 100 to like 95 all nodes still has 20 so all nodes would be 20 out of 95 which would bump them above 20 percent and we knew about this situation and we thought well there's there's really nothing we can do about that particular problem right because if every single validator dropped out except for all nodes how do we keep all nodes at 20 percent? that it doesn't make sense all nodes would be 100 percent at that point so um, so really, it's just it's it's just a function of of uh, someone getting jailed, uh, and, and if you notice that you, you won't be able to delegate or redelegate to all nodes until they drop below twenty percent again. So that's that that was the situation. Awesome, thank you. Hey guys, so greetings from Germany, and uh, thank you, Chef, for hosting this and putting so much effort into this into this. My question is, uh, I, I would like to come back to, to the whole staking stuff because I'm pretty new to this. So I, I saw the rise of Luna. I saw the downfall and all this kind of stuff. And uh, in a certain amount of time, I thought, uh, let's put some uh, euros into this whole topic. And uh, beginning of this uh, enabling of staking again, um, I, I, I did. Uh, I put everything from from Binance to to the Terra Station and staked uh, most of my coins. My question is, um, what what's the best strategy here? I mean, I'm I'm not here for any kind of uh, short term gains. I'm, I'm a hodler, diamond hand, whatever. Uh, I don't care about time. Yeah, if it takes three years, five years, whatever. Taking those 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 staking gains uh, is it uh, what, what's the best strategy here? Should I just forget about it and look for it in two years and be glad of of the gains, or should I? Because the question or the situation was before, uh, there are possibilities to to auto restake the gains in a in a specific period of time. So the question is just forget about it be glad and think about something else or should I every 21 days put all the gains out and restake so what's what's the best strategy here yeah uh, I, I can say, oh sorry just to say you mean you can there's there's no 21 day component to to claiming rewards you can you can claim rewards at any time and you can restake them at any time um, but yeah go ahead Jimmy yeah, yeah. The, the the 21 days only applies to undelegating and redelegating. Um, so for your rewards that are coming in um, every block, um, and I think every five blocks or so, the Oracle rewards come out. So those are a little bit bigger than the others. Um, you can claim them anytime. You can, you can claim every block if you want, but it, it might not be profitable. So I would say like um, at the very least, come back like once a day claim your rewards when you hit claim your rewards you're going to get um a bunch of different tokens you're going to get luna classic you're going to get uh ustc and you're going to get a bunch of other uh a bunch of other like terra stable old terra stable coins and and maybe some ibc tokens as well that are just kind of leftovers what you can do um then is if you know you're in if you want to just uh, grow your Luna Classic stack. What I would do is convert uh, 
the easy thing to do is just convert everything to Luna Classic right there on that screen. When you claim your rewards, it allows you to just say like, okay, I want all my rewards in Luna Classic. You can do that and then just uh, go ahead and uh, stake those rewards with um, another validator. Um, if you really want to optimize how much Luna Classic you're getting, um, you would claim all your rewards and only convert all the other coins to uh, UST Classic. Then I would go over to tfm.com or lunk.tfm.com. Um, they're a DEX aggregator. So they do the hard work of scouring all the other decentralized exchanges. And they're going to try to find the best rate for you across all of them for turning USTC over to Luna Classic. Many times it's probably going to be Astroport, um, but depending on your size and depending on if someone just did like a crazy trade or something like that, you might find a better uh, better opportunity over there. Um, but that th th that's that. Those are the steps for people who really want to optimize all of their rewards. But if you just want something simple, nice to do that you can do every day, just use your TerraStation wallet, claim your rewards, claim them as Luna Classic, um, and then restake them. And that's it. Thank you very much. Go ahead, uh, Thunder. Thundercat. Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. So. Last night, I decided to go ahead and use the uh, Terra Bridge to go ahead and uh, convert my ETH-wrapped Luna Classic to Luna Classic. And uh, I was using the, the wormhole, and my, my coins wouldn't populate. So then I decided to go ahead and use the shuttle, and it automatically populated. So I was like, okay, this might work. So I went ahead and put the address for my station, everything where I was going to send it to. I pressed it and it all went well, but I still have not received it. I'm just wondering if it, if I did the right thing by putting it in the shuttle instead of the wormhole. That's my question. Uh, let me think. It, yeah, definitely should have been, um, definitely should have been shuttle because uh, wrapped, wrapped Luna on Ethereum uses shuttle. Uh, well, actually, there's it. It depends. Like, there there's a there's like a wormhole UST version on Ethereum, um, and there's also like the wrapped Luna version that Coinbase uses. Um, yeah, I have to look at the the details. I probably can't answer this verbally. And I do know that like Shadow was, uh, like I mentioned earlier, like it was deprecated. And I don't know the exact date on when that was happening. Um, so yeah, I hope it's not like just stuck and frozen in there forever, but maybe you can send me a message. I can look into it, um, later this evening. Oh yeah. Because, um, the thing is that I've been just looking at it and, uh, you know, the transaction and everything that everything went through and it looks successful. It's just that it hasn't hit, the uh, the wallet. And, uh, I was just wondering if, if that was the right thing to do, because I'm, I'm hoping it didn't burn them somehow or sent them somewhere else. That was just my concern about that. But if I have to wait a little longer, I will. Yeah, I'm wondering if like the, the shuttle ran out of gas like that because I think that was a problem in the past as well where like um, maybe, yeah, well, I'll have to look into it. If you send me some of the transactional hashes, I can I can see what's going on. Maybe Grun has an answer. I just, I'm not sure, but what came to me was the thought that you might want to check what network you're on and if you sent it to a Terra Station wallet address, you have to change over to classic. 
Um, otherwise, you might be looking at your balance in the in the Luna Terra Luna 2.0 world, and it uses the same wallet address. Like you own that same wallet address on both Luna Classic and Terra 2.0, and you can switch back and forth. But if you haven't switched over to Classic, you'll never see that arrive. Okay. Yeah. No. Yes, I, I did uh, switch that over in the in the wallet. It does say Mainnet Classic and then some other features in there. So I did switch it over to the to the classic and I left it there and I'm going to continue to leave it there. But, um, yeah, that was the, the main concern about that between the shuttle and the, and the wormhole. Hey folks. So I chime in here on this point about uh, shuttle versus wormhole. You need to be extremely careful which one you're using because a lot mm -hmm. of people got wrecked using the wrong one, uh, back in May trying to find exit liquidity somewhere to escape the, uh, the burning ship. So perhaps trying to, Take shuttle worm, uh, shuttle UST over to uh, and, uh, Just for and clarity, Grover, are you speaking for yourself? Are you speaking as somebody who tried to escape and maybe chose the wrong one or what? No, no, I chose the right one and I realized it was the right one. Um, thank you, coach. But uh, <laughs> some of us didn't and uh, found ourselves sending the wrong token to the wrong address and things like this. So just be very, very careful with the old shuttle versus wormhole conundrum. So that's my. Uh, that's me chiming in on this technical point. How's everyone doing, by the way? Having a good night? Everybody enjoying themselves? Now is not the time for small talk. Now is the time for maybe the last question. Um, just to let you guys know, we're going to shut down in like two minutes. Uh, we've answered a lot of questions so far. All the validators have introduced themselves. I think, um, Edward, thank you for your help here and for getting involved. It's super helpful. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe some of the last uh, one or two questions. Go ahead, uh, Thundercat420. He just asked his question. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Um, oh, sorry. I guess I, I guess I'll just I'll just wait and uh, see if it ever arrives. If it doesn't, that's okay. I knew I shouldn't have put those two million there. I should have put two hundred to test, and then I should have put the rest if it was good. <laughs> so it's go. okay. Thank you. I had the um, screen minimized. Um, maybe um, Sehun from Turkey. Uh, hello, hello. Um, just one second. Hello there. Go ahead. Hello. Uh, sorry, I'm from England, but yes, I'm from t uh, Turkey, but I live in England. Anyway, and first of all, I just would like to say thank you to all the uh, validators and all the community that who's really, really help each other. And that's um, today I just uh, see you all um, speaking and then I just wanted to join and say thank you to everybody. Because today, say yesterday, I see that all um, cryptocurrencies was all go down. Everything was down. Uh, gold, silver, uh, Nasdaq, everything. What only lunch was up. Um, honestly, that's that was really like uh, I appreciate that I've been part of this community, and I just wanted to thank you to everyone, all the validators, and who is being there and helping everyone. But um, also, I would like to just ask, uh, because I'm not a comp computer guy, you know, I don't know exactly what I can do to help the community or the validators, but I got all the um, friends that who can code uh, for bigger companies, and they live in Turkey. But uh, I don't know if that can any help to anybody to do something, or maybe there is a ideas that you can give us to make sure uh you know it's we do something i mean 
because I'll just see that everyone trying to do something, but nobody knows what to do. Um, maybe we can do something if you can give me some kind of ideas on that. And that's it, really. Mm. So, so you're asking how they can become Oh, Oh, can you mute yourself? Yeah, okay, okay. yeah. So, I'm just going to mute you because there's a lot of background. Yeah, so I think I think he was asking, like, there are a lot of people who maybe have a, a technical expertise or a technical interest, and they're wondering how they can contribute other than just investment. Um, maybe maybe building, maybe get involved in developing apps and things. Um, I think maybe maybe Jimmy or Edward, you'd be the best to answer this. Like, uh, how can can somebody technical who wants to to build things um, learn to build on Terra and get involved in actually building apps? Uh, I'll just give a quick one and and say like shout out and head over to Terra Rebels Discord. There's plenty of activity going on there, and there are channels on you know ideas on how to revitalize USDC and um, infrastructure problems. Right, like we relied a lot on TFL to upgrade their nodes. Otherwise, maybe things haven't wouldn't have gone uh, so well uh, yesterday. Um, but yeah, we we should maybe try to um, do some things where we no longer rely on their infrastructure. We host our own wallet. We, you know, host our own Explorer, our own faucet, our own, um, our own Chrome extensions. Um, and that, that's a lot of stuff already to do. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it to last word for Edward on, you know, how to get involved as a dev. Yeah, no, I think that, that sounds, that sounds really good. I think we, we do need to build up our own infrastructure. I think, uh, for, for validators, um, in about, 59 days, 58 days, uh, new new validators can come in. So I think that's one way to support this chain is become a new validator and and uh, and, and join uh, and join the chain. Cool. Maybe I'll take our last our last question, very last question, and then we'll move on um, because we've got some other meetings and things. Let me just accept a few things. Um, Echo, if you're here, you're our last question. Hi there. Thank you for giving me the floor. Uh, so I'm trying. To, I'm gonna try to be quick. Uh, I heard earlier some uh, some discussion regarding the tax burn and uh, how how it's going to affect uh, you know overall the users. Uh, but I think the the main idea of this tax is you know uh, just to create the inflationary pressure and uh, some hype around the token and you know just uh, have more people in investing in it. And based on that note, since Lungdao, now you're one of the big validators. Uh, I would just like to know in the future how open would you be to the idea of, for example, burning the, uh, bringing back the supply of uh, Lung to the pre-market crash of the supply. I got a little bit disconnected there. So I think, Jimmy, did you hear the full question? Yeah, the question was just about um, what are our plans to get the supply back down to pre, pre-DPEG? Um, if you would be open to the idea of uh, bringing down the supply to uh, the pre-market crash, uh, just symbolically, you know, in the future, uh, I think it was like a 600 million or something, you know, just just the idea how open, how open are you to it? We, yeah, we're definitely open to it. Um, so, so a lot, a big part of our mission is to to burn Lunk, and we've been doing that with our Luna validator, and we're going to continue doing that with our Lunk validator. Um, the the yield beyond uh, beyond our infrastructure costs and our team costs is is going to go directly towards burning Lunk. 
um, and also to, to build on chain, like the, the plans we have for NFT sets and, and maybe an NFT marketplace and whatever else we want to do is going to go to that. Um, so, so we're definitely thinking about reducing the supply, but I think probably more important than that is to, to find a, a global big picture purpose for the chain, right? To find a, a reason for being, uh, an overall purpose. Whatever that is, it could be anything. It could be more meme coin oriented things to more um, DeFi oriented things. But I think the, the the main thing we need to do as a community is to find a, a fundamental reason for being for the chain in the next year, year and a half, two years, because that's um, um, and I think in order to to carry on beyond that and to really succeed, we need to create genuine economic activity um, that that creates a new future for the chain that creates real transactions, things people actually want to do and, and can lead to the chain thriving. Hi there, Thank this you. is Levatar. Can you listen to me? This is Levatar Nuno. Go ahead. Hello. Good night, everyone. So, uh, you know, I am uh, on Luna Classic Community Telegram. That was Vegas Telegram. So it's now expanded to like, uh, some thousand people and uh, most of the people and now I'm also uh, bridging to the community, Portuguese community, Portuguese Brazilian community. So, you know, all the, the information is in English. So uh, translating that in lay terms to layman terms to them. So actually, most of the guys are reluctant to take their along from Binance and other sexes because they are waiting on Binance staking. staking. And they want to delegate it directly from the Binance, uh, the Binance site. So uh, instead of taking it to Terra Station, and it's uh, it's kind of, I would say, 50, like fifty percent hard to make people understand that it's better to take it to Terra Station. And people, as they they know Binance, they know KuCoin, they know all that, but they don't never had probably the Terra Station wallet. So. They are a little bit suspicious. What can you say uh, regarding this Binance staking plan? And uh, we are on the community as trying to explain to people how to stake. So, but uh, we need, uh, I would like a fundamental, like a technical answer on this. Also, I would like to notify, and some of you there already know me for some time, that I'm uh, with Vegas to play some validator nodes running. Uh, so, well, this is the way we think we can contribute to the community effort. So, yeah, so these two things, that's what I wanted to say, to say and most likely to, or most importantly, this Binance question, because we need to get a proper answer to the, to the community. Thank you. I would say that probably the easiest thing um, is that truly, like, if it's on a centralized exchange and if it's not your keys, it's not your crypto, um, and if you're there just to trade, like that's fine. Um, but if you really want self-sovereignty and you want to be able to control your tokens, then you really have to move your tokens off these centralized exchanges. And then just a quick thing that you can point at is that yesterday during the upgrade, you know, Binance shut down all deposits and withdrawals from Terra Classic. So if you were there and you wanted to stake, ah, oh, you couldn't because really you you didn't have control of your own tokens. Whereas if it was on, you know, the Terra Station wallet, you could have moved it around throughout the entire process, um, and you know, it was up to you to, um, 
yeah, to, to do whatever you want. So, um, maybe, maybe share, you know, that little story with them and, and, you know, if, if that's, um, really what their purpose is and, and really not just trading, then, um, maybe it'll convince some of them. Thank you. Thank you for your answer. One thing I'd add there is this, it's almost inevitable that, uh, CZ and Binance will take a cut. You know, they won't, they'll get a better rate if they go direct themselves. Um, Binance won't bother to offer the service if they don't make some kind of, you know, skim something off the side. So Please, can I say, say something? Uh, I have a question. Okay. Uh, last one and then we'll shut it down. So, so go ahead, uh, Cryptomaniac. Okay. I'm actually not seeing myself uh, up here on the, and I thought my mic was off. Uh, kudos to my one and only coach and also uh, team from Terra Rebels. Mr. Edward, uh, I really appreciate and I'm happy being among the, the space today. And my question is, is was there no any proposal concerning the maximum voting power of every validator? Sorry, I'm a little slow today. Can, can you ask that one more time? Okay. Uh, I was asking, was there no any proposal concerning the maximum voting power of every validator? I, I don't think so yet, but I think it might be wise in future to, to limit uh, the amount of voting power for any one validator. Right now, we have a, a cap of 20%. It might make more sense to have about 10%. Um, because I think the, uh, like, although the, the top validators right now, LunkDAO and all nodes are very community oriented, it, it, it still makes sense for them not to have so much power compared to other people. So, so the underlying staked amount can be high, but at the same time, the, the voting amount can be limited maybe to 10% or something. Um, I think these are some of the next things we'll manage to, to resolve, um, maybe reducing the the maximum voting amount to make sure that the, 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 the voting is split among all community validators equally. And, and another thing is maybe to, to raise the, the minimum commission because a lot of people are having 0% um, commissions right now, which is maybe, um, I, I, I could give you a little introduction to 0% to commissions. But if, if a validator has 0% commissions, um, that means they're operating at a loss, right? So, so um, in order to run a validator, obviously costs money, it costs quite a bit of money. Um, so if the validator is running at zero percent commissions, that means that that all the money that they they should be spending to to run them um, is currently going into a loss. Like um, they're not making any money. Uh, the effect of that is that smaller va smaller community validators, maybe um, people who are going to start, like Happy Caddy Crypto or whoever else, um, who don't have a large supply of initial capital or a validated network, um, they're not going to be able to compete. People just choose the zero percent validators. So I think maybe a few little tweaks we need to do in future are maybe to reduce the, the level of um, voting power for each individual validator and maybe to change the minimum amount of commission for each validator. Um, but, but these are things we can work out over the next few months. I think for now, we have uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the lunar staking, a lot of the lunar validators in the hands of people who truly support the community. So I'm not too worried about any kind of hostile takeover or bad thing. But I think in future, certainly, we can we can look at the the specific um, parameters and things to to try and increase fairness. 
Okay, thank you very much for that answer. I think that answers my question, but uh, I'm a bit nervous and also scared at the same time, although I don't have much coin stake uh, right now, but uh, I'm planning to do more. But uh, <laughs> looking at uh, all nodes right now is having more than 20% of uh, voting power and um, more than uh, 60 something billion coin, I think 30 something billion coin close to you. And uh, that that's a bit worrying to, 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 to me and a bit insecure to the network because we just uh, kind of, uh, the validators just kind of quick uh, updated to the new version of station. So I'm just a bit worried and nervous. That's why I'm asking this question. Well, I think there's there's two things here. There's the fact that, yeah, like obviously this is kind of a high risk reward venture, right? This 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 whole bet, this contrarian bet on the revival of the chain is obviously high risk, high reward. Um, I think Edward and everyone else involved here is, is kind of aware of it implicitly. We're aware that, you know, maybe this thing could fail, but maybe it could do tremendously. Um, and it would be an amazing story if it somehow emerges from the ashes and does super, super well. Um, but as well as that, I think that um, it, it's not as like, okay, so even if a validator behaves really, really badly and, and supports something against the general chain's wishes, people can just undelegate, redelegate instantly, right? So, so validators of themselves are quite incentivized to behave well. They're quite incentivized to, to actually support the community because they can lose their delegators in a heartbeat. So I don't think there's much worry. I think, yeah, okay, so overall, this is kind of a, a contrarian bet. It's a, it's a kind of a low probability bet. It's a, it's a hope for the, the chain to re regenerate itself and for everyone to be involved. Um, but at the same time, there is some room for experimentation and, and there is definitely room to, to you know, re-delegate and to, to put the chain in the power of people who truly support it. You know, it's, it's not like politics. It's not like you're stuck with someone for four years or something. You know, if any particular validator um, ends up uh, being a bad person, then we can just re-delegate. So I, I'm not too worried personally, and I'm quite hopeful about the, the regeneration of the chain. Um, maybe to, to end with, I, I don't know if, Edward, you're still here, but I'd be curious about, about what Terror Rebels are um, planning to work on after, say, like a month's time after the 1.2% tax thing. Obviously, you've been working hard for the new, new code base to introduce the the staking and the 1.2% tax again. But what are um, Terror Rebels focusing on in the next like three, six, 12 months? Like what's, what's your plan to, to try and regenerate, to revive the chain? Yeah, so I can, I can speak sort of more specifically on the, the Cosmos side of things. So, you know, just, just functionally, I think when the DPEG happened and uh, TFL moved to a new chain, um, th there was, there were some issues here with starting a new Genesis, uh, which I talked to Paul at TFL about, and he, he was telling me he had the same issues. I think what we're trying to do is um, um, in the next maybe six, 12 months is to start uh, sort of a, a new Genesis with upgraded uh, WASM, uh, you know, opening up IBCs, uh, just sort of like, just like a general, I don't know, I guess, you know, I guess cleanup of of uh, what was left behind. Um, I th definitely we have a group of people that are working on uh, the UST side of things, and 
and trying to figure out how to rebuild the connection, the swaps between Lunk and, and UST in the algo stable. Uh, I, I imagine that's going to be a very um, slow and, uh, and, and highly tested process because the, the minute that thing comes online, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be tested to the extreme. Um, and so I think the, so the UST is going to be another thing on the, on the list. And then from there, I mean, we, we've always sort of, uh, established our, our vision as, as, uh, developers for the community. So if the community comes up with a proposal, they put it through, through a governance vote and it, and it passes. And I know in the past, it's always been like, well, who's going to, yeah, sure, it can pass, but who's going to develop it? And so I think that's sort of where we want to step in and say, you know, if the community says this is what they want to do, then we're going to we're going to try to do it. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Edward. Okay, so so thank you, everyone. I think we've we've um, talked about how happy we are, how grateful we are for everything that's happened so far, for how the the community has um, had this this amazing new development of staking and everything has unfolded. Um, perfectly with the help of Terror Rebels and, and everyone who's put tremendous work in behind that. And obviously the, the community OGs, the validators. Um, we've taken a lot of questions and, and we've looked towards the future. So we're super happy overall. Um, a few of us have a, a few meetings to attend now, so we're going to shut it down. But um, if you have a question, then, then feel more than free to, to post it on Twitter, on Telegram. And obviously we'll have upcoming spaces. I think we'll do a space next week. Um, with more Q&As. So if you want to speak, if you want to have questions, then feel free to ask then. Um, but otherwise, thank you, everyone. We're super, super grateful for, for the community support. Um, I think I speak on behalf of all the validators and all of um, the people behind Terror Rebels and obviously Edward as a, as a major force in that. Um, we're all super grateful for the support of all of you because um, you know we can have our visions and have our dreams alone but it, it depends on the community um fully to have um full support of that and to have them go through so yeah thank you everyone and we look forward to to talking to you soon see you guys bye-bye thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the lunk dow lunk staking q a with orbital command terabytes pfc all your favorite validators for lunk recorded on saturday august 27th 2022 for TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island, build a little bunker then wait for the timer countdown to zero day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys in emitting vibrations through the ether did you just come me either The, the, the
together. If you look at the bright side, we're lost at the right time. Blindly following stars in the night sky. Part of me might ride away with the prize fight. Man versus everything else until the time's right. Unleash the Kraken. No, wait, that was crack. Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up. Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem. Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm. Mishandling the captions. Who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom. Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient. Ten spaces. <laughs>